This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy and a safe holiday season. Everyone here at my law firm hopes that you don't need our services, especially this time of year. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost. I wouldn't really consider this a heartbreaker, but certainly a very frustrating game where the Raptors, um, you know, couldn't come up with... Three-pointers and defensive rebounds. Uh, I feel like I'm repeating myself. You know, the Raptors have only lost five times all season. There are some consistent themes that show up across all five of those losses. But, um, yeah, the Raptors um, dropped a game to the Denver Nuggets by a score of 106-103. I'll start at the end. Uh, there was a very, very decisive call. Like, about as decisive as it can get, really, uh, in terms of foul calls, where... It's a tie game. The Raptors have finally battled back to, you know, get into the game. You know, a uh, bit of a frustrating night, but it seemed like they were going to steal away with it at the end. They had all the momentum. You know, Kawhi Leonard had just made a jumper uh, late in the fourth quarter to give the Raptors uh, their first lead of the second half. And then, um, you know, Kawhi, after the game, after the Raptors were down two, Kawhi drills a baseline jumper to give them uh, a tie game with seven seconds left. The Nuggets have the ball. And they're trying to inbound the ball. And, uh, you know, what ends up happening is that, you know, they're trying to get Nikola Jokic off a little, um, you know, off a, off a screen, uh, you know, typical play just to get Jokic the ball coming up the floor. And, um, yeah, I mean, Baka holds him. Now, granted, this is why I say 100% a foul. Like, it's, it's a foul call. Like, any other time in the game, that's a foul. Well, maybe not. But... It's a foul. Like, when you look at it, it's a foul. Ibaka's holding him. It's a foul, right? So, on that basis, you can't really dispute it. However, if you have ever watched a basketball game, an NBA basketball game in particular, in the last minute of a game, when there is an inbound play and there is a screen, there is the general unspoken rule is that you can get away with just about anything. So long as you don't you know, pants somebody on the way to the screen or whatever, or you don't punch someone in the face, like, you're usually good. And I think that's the operative mode in which Serge Ibaka was working under. Because, generally speaking, there's a lot of moving, there's a lot of grabbing. It goes for offense, it goes for defense. It is what it is. But on this particular occasion, the baseline referee calls the grab on Ibaka, um, and, uh, yeah, so that gave the Nuggets a shot and also, uh, the ball. So, you know, Jokic steps to the line, he drills the free throw. At that point, it's now the Nuggets are up one. The Raptors have to foul. Jokic, you know, gets fouled. Actually, Jokic throws up an incredible, you know, just flings the ball away as if, you know, you're swatting a fly coming towards you or swatting a bee coming towards you. And somehow that ball sails 30 feet and goes in the basket. Basket did not count. He still drills two free throws. And then the Raptors go the other way. Um, you know, no timeout in that scenario. They got to go the length of the court, about four seconds. Uh, and then Kyle throws up a, you know, a three that doesn't, you know, catch anything. And, you know, Kawhi puts his hands up in celebration. It uh, 
never looked <laughs> while the ball was up in the air. I don't know. Obviously, had a better perspective than I did watching it on TV, but uh, it never looked like it was going to go in. But regardless, the Raptors lose on that. Very unfortunate because the Raptors did make a valiant comeback. In the first half, the Raptors' defense, trash. Um, you know, they've given up 59 points to the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic had 10 assists by halftime. Uh, and then in the second half, the Raptors really came out and, you know, clamped down defensively. Uh, the Nuggets still hit some, you know, still scored 27 points in the third quarter, but a lot of that was very difficult baskets. Um, and also, you know, guys like Torrey Craig or whoever that you don't expect to really hit shots or, you know, uh, Malik Beasley or whatever, right? So just random contributors hitting threes, you know, you're like, okay, fine. But generally speaking, they did a pretty good job defensively in the third quarter. And, and in the fourth quarter, the bench, the bench actually came in and gave the Raptors a shot in the arm, which is very rare. Um, it happened in the first half as well. The Raptors bench was okay. It uh, wasn't great. I mean, they started certainly started off slow and had a lot of possessions where they didn't know, like, they looked like complete strangers. But, uh, you know, in the second quarter when the bench played together, it was actually okay. CJ hits a couple shots. You know, DeLon got to the rim a couple times. And it was all good. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, that all bench unit, which I thought was going to lose the Raptors the game, I couldn't believe Nick Nurse's went to that uh, lineup. That bench unit played really well. A lot of that was JV, who I, you know, I've knocked JV a lot in this pod because I think honestly, rightfully, he just hasn't played a lot of defense. But in a good matchup today against Mason Plumley, JV played really well. Um, you know, and you know, he secured defensive glass. Again, it was a very difficult night because the Nuggets clearly made a point to go through the offensive glass as much as possible. And they had a 23-2 to two advantage in second chance points. That's that's correct. 23-2, to two, all right? So they got outscored by 21 in second chance points. But um, yeah, JV was great on the defensive glass. A lot of really difficult rebounds. Some good contests, you know, you know, played the scheme correctly. The Nuggets were playing their bench. Their guards weren't really able to hit those short floaters, Monty Morris and whatnot. You know, then that's JV. He's going to drop back. He's going to protect the paint. And he's going to dare people to hit some floaters. He's not going to contest those floaters whatsoever. So it's usually, you know, a free shot to see if you can hit a floater. Monty Morris, apparently, of the Nuggets, cannot hit floaters. And so, you know, um, you know, Valanciunas is able to get away with there. But generally pretty solid interior defense by JV. Um, DeLon got to the basket a couple times, some really tough shots, hit a three, Van Vliet, let's not talk about Van Vliet, oh my god, he was bad, um, and even OG hit two threes, you know, it wasn't a great game from OG, wasn't really that impactful, you know, picked up very early foul trouble, had three fouls in the first four minutes and was pretty much benched for the whole game, um, but comes out in the fourth quarter, you know, hits a three, one that, you know, touches all parts of the rim and finally drops in, and another one where he switches it. It's good stuff, and the bench, you know, gives the Raptors in a, uh, a chance to win the game. You know, the, the deficit was 11. They, um, you know, cut it all the way down to four points. Nick Nurse goes to, actually, uh, man, they had actually cut it down to one point, but, um, you know, there was a foul call that was called on Serge Ibaka um, where I think, who, who was shooting? The, I think it was Monty Morris, maybe? Let me just check the free throws. Yeah, it was Monty Morris, um, where, man, Ibaka closes out, and Morris kind of, like, jumps forward, and it just, like, it just so happens that he, like, barely grazes Ibaka's foot, and I'm being very sensitive on this, because it would be very shameful for Raptors fans to not talk about the closeouts, because that's basically, you know, Zaza's dirty closeout got Kawhi to the Raptors eventually, right? Obviously, a whole bunch of things happened in between, big, big event there. Um, and so, I'm very sensitive to that, but if you look at the play... It was a, it's very, very incidental. It's not like Serge Ibaka, like, 
you know, clean him out or anything like that, suck a foot out, nothing. If, if anything, it's Monty Morris, like, kind of kicked his foot forward. I mean, regardless, though. Okay, so it's three free throws. And at that point, Nick Nurse explodes. He gets a tech. I'm surprised he didn't get kicked out of the game. He was really belligerent. Um, you know, I, I think... Personally, I think, you know, he would have probably was a, uh, upset with the officiating, which, you know, at that point, it was a 19 to 8 disparity. But I also think, you know, Nick Nurse was just trying to get his team motivated and, and, and basically closing out the game uh, and sort of maintain the energy for the, to complete the comeback. But, okay, so that's that's a sequence where the, the Raptors lose a bunch of points. But then the Raptors, they don't battle back. They keep their composure. Kawhi hits two jumpers. I like the fact that the Raptors got the ball to Kawhi on the move where, um, you know, there's a jumper by Kawhi, uh, you know, with 55 seconds left, that gave the Raptors a 101-100 to 100 lead, where um, Pascal had sort of run the play on the, his side of the floor after Lowry kind of gave him on the pick and roll or whatever. You know, Pascal got into the post, attacked, you know, sucked in on defense a little bit, kicked it out to Kawhi. Kawhi wasn't even that open, but because Kawhi was attacking off the catch and moving, uh, he was able to fake out Wancho, uh, who actually was pretty good in this game. Um, but he faked out Hernan Gomez, uh, who you know, and and lost him in a blow by, and then took a little two dribble uh, inside the arc, maybe eighteen footer, swishes it, no problem, confidence, everything like that. Great, you know, at, at that you always want Kawhi to take the final shot, but if you can give it him some kind of advantage, that really does help because he is going to score. And then on another play, you know, with um, you know seven seconds left, the Raptors give the ball to Kawhi. Uh, inbounded to him sort of at the top of the floor and um, you know he's able to immediately you know take Millsap off the dribble um, you know get his shoulders past him and then fade away to the baseline so when the help came you know it didn't really affect the shot and uh, you know Kawhi was able to get the shot both times you know you tack off the catch it, it helps Kawhi a lot um, and at that point it looked like look the Raptors just needed to get some stops but then you know that unfortunate foul happens and that's the game but uh Going back to what I said at the start of the podcast, the Raptors lost this game because they could not get defensive rebounds and could not hit threes. You know, like obviously the foul called in, very unfortunate, whatever. Um, you know, but the Raptors aren't even in that position if they don't concede 15 offensive rebounds, which led to 23 second chance points, and if they don't shoot 11 of 41 from deep. I mean, that is just horrendous. Danny Green had a wide open three off an offensive rebound. A big scramble happens. Kyle, you know, gets the ball immediately. Uh, you know, finds Danny Green. Danny Green shoots it, and he's wide open. And this was, you know, that could have given the Raptors a two point lead in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, in, in sorry, in the final minute of the fourth quarter, and uh, it clangs out, and it just kind of summed up a frustrating night where the Raptors, you know, yeah, man, I mean. Did they play well enough to win the game? No, not really. But, like, did they play well enough to steal the game? Yeah. At the end, they really did. Um, but they, they just couldn't They just couldn't, uh, They just just couldn't. couldn't come away with it. And, again, the three-point shooting. The Raptors have lost five times all season, all right? Um, let's, wa- let's look at the three-point shooting. In the Milwaukee loss, they shot 9 of 45, which is 20%. In the Pelicans loss, they shot 13 of 45, which is 29%. In the Pistons loss, they shot 4 of 20, which is 20%. Boston, 8 of 9, which is 28%, 27.6. Uh, and then this one, 11 of 41, which is 27%. Um, you know, the trend is quite clear. They, they don't hit threes, they don't win the game, and especially against these top-tier competition. And uh, it's unfortunate what happened with the Raptors tonight. But um, I would say they got good looks, generally. You know, Kawhi shooting 1 for 7 is weird. He airballed a 3 in the fourth quarter, which was weird. It was kind of open. Kyle shooting one for six. I mean, one of them was the last second shot. We can wipe that out. That wasn't a great shot, obviously. But he, but he had to get a shot up. But 
you know, generally speaking, Kyle is, you know, he's better than one of six. I mean, Kyle was just invisible today. Like, ugh. He had some helps. He had some weak side blocks and he had some good assists. But, man, you got to score more than five points. I'm sorry. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Van Vliet shooting 0 for 5. CJ with 2 for 6. That's actually a good game for CJ nowadays. Pascal 0 for 2. Surge 1 for 4. I mean, you just got to do better, man. You have to do better. And it's not like the Nuggets did much better. They shot 11 of 28. But that's still 39%. Okay? So... If the Raptors can shoot 39% from three, they usually win. But, um, yeah, it just it just killed the Raptors. And then also, I mean, you, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. Jokic was phenomenal today. Like, he made so many highlight plays, super casual highlight plays. He was great. You know, Murray, I can't believe he had 21.7 rebounds, eight assists. I think most of that was just playing off Jokic. But Murray was pretty decent, too. Millsap was a non-factor, despite what people will tell you about his game. Um, he's just does not look like himself this year. It's actually been really hard to watch most of I think he's a lot of the, the Nuggets' uh, offensive struggles, really. It just takes a lot of bad shots. doesn't really score well. Not really that efficient of a scorer in the first place. Um, but, you know, just he had no impact today. Uh, Hernan Gomez, surprisingly solid from deep. Uh, three for seven. Uh, the Raptors, I mean, and I say surprisingly solid, not that he can't hit three of seven. Just, just that, you know, he wasn't that open for a lot of his threes. Like, most of the time he was just like, you know, the Nuggets are run pick and roll, and he's on the strong side. And if the Raptors, you know, send a little bit of help to sort of deter the roll, uh, he would get the pass. And then the Raptors will close out. It was like Kawhi closing out on him. But Hernan Gomez was really hot from three. So I was like, okay, all right, cool. Uh, Gary Harris left the game early with like a slight injury. I don't know. He didn't come back. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. The Raptors, I think ultimately, defensively, they did okay. Um you know, I thought they were sloppy, but, you know, Jokic was phenomenal. And this is sort of when Jokic is in this kind of mood, like he's going to do this to you, and you, you just have to sort of manage around. And I think the Raptors did. It's just they couldn't get over the hump at the end. And uh, that <laughs> foul call on Ibaka at the end was on the inbound. It's just You just never see it, man. You just never see grabbing before the ball's inbounded in a tie game with seven seconds left. Like, damn, you know how many times you can go through any – any possession of the Raptors. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. But, um, yeah, I think we'll hear more about the referee. In terms of your three stars, first star, I'm giving that to Kawhi, 27 points, eight rebounds, two assists, 10 of 19 shooting. The one of seven from deep is unfortunate, but uh, I like the way Kawhi was aggressive going to the basket. Um, the Nuggets really made a point of closing out the paint because, you know, the Raptors are shooting bricks the three-point line, and they just need at some point someone to go to the basket. Kyle can't go to the basket at all right now. I'm not sure if it's a sore back or whatever, but he just can't. And so it was up to Kawhi, and Kawhi did it. So good job on uh, by Kawhi to get the 27 points in a tough game. Second star, we went to Pascal. 14 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 7 of 10 shooting. You know, didn't hit the threes, didn't get to the free throw line. Could have got to the free throw line a couple times. Millsap kept bumping him on shots. I just like... A tighter, if they had decided to actually call fouls, like, except for, you know, on the last play of the game, um, then, yeah, Pascal probably would have got more free throws. But a very well-rounded game from Pascal, you know, dominated uh, Millsap defensively, holding the six points on nine shots. Again, not a very efficient player, despite what people will tell you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, man, I mean, Siakam, the spin moves, the, the assist was really nice to see because the, the Raptors really did need some um, – uh, secondary playmaking today because they're just their pick and roll game just wasn't getting much out of it. Like I mean, yeah, man, Kyle had five points. Like your pick and roll game's not going well if Kyle has five points. But 
Um, you know, Pascal had a really clutch assist to Serge in the fourth quarter where he kind of, uh, you know, did a bit of the yakin skills thing and dumped it to Serge, who dunked it over uh, uh, Jokic late in the fourth quarter. And that was a very momentous play as well. But just, you know, Siakam, very well-rounded game, you know, playing both sides to the floor. Uh, it's great to see. Great to see. I'm surprised he doesn't go to the free throw line more because he does take a lot of contact. And then in terms of your third star... Getting that to DeLon right. Uh, I think DeLon should really assume more of the primary playmaking duties off the bench. The issue with that is that, well, I mean, first off, the benefit of that is that DeLon is bigger than Fred Van Vliet, and um, he's more able to score at the basket, and he's actually just straight up better at passing. Like, DeLon throws way better passes than Fred. I mean, part of that is just, you know, he's taller. He's like half a foot taller, but... um, you know, so Delon. That's that's why I think Delon should uh, to, to to run the pick and rolls off the bench. But also, I, I think um, the issue with Delon, though, trusting him is just like you don't know he's going to be this aggressive every night. If Delon plays like this every night, and 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 what I mean by that is just him relentlessly attacking the basket, um, you know, throwing great passes. Two assists doesn't really do him justice. A lot of times, the Raptors are breaking open shots, um, but. You know, just really good passes, really disruptive. You know, two steals. You know, in 15 minutes, a couple of deflections. You know, like Delon was doing great. The issue is you just can't count on him to be this aggressive every night, and so it is hard to say before a game like, okay, I'm gonna make you know Delon run most of the plays. But I think within games, when you see Delon clearly has it and Fred clearly doesn't, like I don't really understand why Nurse doesn't you know shade more of the minutes such that. Delon is his primary backup playmaker to Larry, as opposed to Van Vliet. Because Van Vliet has, man, he just has just struggled. He's just struggled. One for seven, zero oh for five. You know, he played some nice on-ball defense, but like I thought, Delon was better at that. And Delon's definitely a better like team defender um, because he's longer. He can get into the active in the passing lanes and just like. You know, this is clearly a game where you need Delon to go to the basket more than you need Fred to hit threes because he couldn't hit anything. So. You know, I would rather see Delon, but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I can kind of see where Nurse is coming from on that perspective. But um, yeah, Delon was solid. Yeah, pretty all uh, all uh, well rounded game tonight. But um, in terms of your Jordan Henderson award, um, I'm going to give that to uh, Malik Beasley. Man, this guy. I mean, wow, this guy had six of eight from the field, three of three from deep, 15 points in 27 minutes. Just a straight gunner off the bench, and. Um, you know, I can't front like I've seen too much of Malik Beasley's game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was great. He was great today. Um, really gave Nuggets a shot in the arm. And it, by the looks of the box score, it seems like he's a bit of an inconsistent player, which is whatever. You know, you bring a guy off the bench, you're going to expect him to be inconsistent. But, you know, the game before this, three points against Portland. Okay. The game before that, 20 points against the Lakers. But then 5 points, 5 points, 11 points, 12 points, 4 points, 15 points, 0 points, 10 points, 8 points, 0 points, 5 points, 12 points, 5 points. That's his whole season so far. So, you know, it just so happened that the Raptors caught Malik Beasley on a bad day. And, uh, yeah, Beasley uh, torched the Raptors a little bit. So, you know, that's kind of the very definition of what Gerald Henderson award winners are. Just random players that go off against the Raptors. Malik Beasley counts as that. But, um, yeah, ultimately a frustrating game, frustrating loss. The Raptors have to rebound, they got to, well, I mean, they just straight up have to rebound, but also in the in the figurative sense, they have to rebound and they have to uh, take care of business against the Sixers, who, you know, come into town on Wednesday, it's going to be a very hyped up game, obviously there's Butler's in there now, the Sixers have played pretty, well, not, not necessarily played well, but they have uh, won games with Butler in the lineup, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they stack up, and, and it, honestly, if they bring the same type of 
rebounding effort like they did today, then they're going to lose. Um, and, uh, yes, but uh, we'll see about that game. Ultimately, this was a frustrating one, and, um, yeah, it happens. Whatever. You roll you, you roll with it. But, uh, yeah, that does it for the podcast. Again, you can read 10 things on Twitter. You can check out the Raptors Weekly Podcast. I really, really enjoyed the interview I did this week with Victor Rosso, who's been doing uh, some, you know, uh, play breakdowns for the Raptors, um, you know, for our site. Uh, all season, he's been uh, seriously a great addition. If you've read any of the breakdown posts, they're, they're just they're phenomenal. And uh, yeah, Victor, you know, really looks at the game from a coaching perspective because he is a coach. So you know, listen to that podcast. It came out a little bit late. I mean, sometimes Raptors Weekly podcast is just gonna come out late on Mondays. It is what it is. Um, but uh, that's a good one. So if you missed that one, go listen to that one. And um, yeah, otherwise, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll be back on Wednesday.